Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. The Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast. First come back. Give me a hell yeah. Welcome everybody back to the Hitting the Turnbuckle Podcast for another British wrestling special. Hot off the heels of Buckle Up and as we fast approach Revolution Pro's Copper Box Arena event. And we are joined by someone who not only debuted at our, at our co-produced show with Ignite a couple of weeks ago at Buckle Up, but a man who's also now the undisputed Revolution Pro champ, British champion. Although he may still not have the belt, we may have to ask that question. It is Michael Oku. How are you? I'm doing good. And no, I don't have the belt. I've legitimately, <laughs> legitimately lost it. Uh, well, I say lost it. It was stolen, as, as you may have seen. So, But other than that, I'm doing good. It's it's I still have the title of the champion. So that's it. You've got the title, just not the title in, in a sense. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, I'm joined by my fellow co-host, uh, Dave Robinson. Dave, how are you? I'm good, mate. Really looking forward to this chat with Michael. Yeah, how long now till the Mrs. uh his birth? Oh, a couple of months away at my October. So yeah, I haven't got into hiding just yet. <laughs> you don't get any time off this podcast, you know, don't you? Don't get uh, no paternity. No, no, no. We don't no, think we're okay. yet. Come on. Wrestling um, never sleeps. That's it. That's it. Uh, um, Michael, thanks so much for taking the time today to join us. Let's just start off with uh, Ignite and, and Buckle Up. Obviously, this was the show that we co-produced. We loved having you, you on there. Uh, you definitely stole the show with uh, Taylor James. We kind of booked that. Well, Chris, uh, CJ booked that match because Taylor James wanted to wrestle the best because he believes he's one of the best. And do you did you kind of feel that in that match that he's actually definitely stepping up to be at that level? <clears throat> I think from that show, from that match, a lot of people who would go in and watch that show, I know uh, CJ's big on putting the match on YouTube. I, I really implore that they check that that match out from the show Buckle Up because I agree, Taylor James proved that he is someone that should be talked about. You know, he, he went toe-to-toe, toe-to-toe with me. Um, he, he, I'd say he kept up with me, but like, no, he, he more than held his own. Um, I felt like I was rest than an equal. And that, and that's probably like um, one of the highest compliments I can give him is that like, you know, we stepped in there and I didn't see him as someone below me. I saw someone that we're on the same level. And I really thought that he showed out in our match. Yeah, he, cer- he certainly did. He's definitely one that uh, I'm pretty sure there's there's plans afoot for him and hopefully we'll see that. But what did you, what was your overall experience of Buckle Up and Ignite for the first time? I know it was a co-production with, with us here in the Turnbuckle, but what was your general uh, overview? Yeah, it was a good time. I got to catch a few of the matches, got to peek through the curtain, see some matches before me as well as some after me. I always try and watch the whole show and it was, it was a, it seemed like a, an electric crowd. Of course, it was sold out. Um, like super sold out because I think mm-hmm. more tickets were added after a sellout and then that sold out again. But it was a great atmosphere, great time. I, I personally felt really well looked after as a as a performer on the show. And I can I can feel that there's something special there. Like if that if you can contain that and keep that going from show to show, then for sure Borumwood has a has a special promotion on their hands. Yeah, definitely. Well we've uh... We've obviously got our title. It was announced that night. I was on the microphone. I, I got to live my dream. 
I walked down an aisle way. I got in a ring. I didn't wrestle. I've, I've tried that. I never will never do it ever again. It was, uh, Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that, no. <laughs> but I got in the ring. I got on the microphone, and I, we announced the belt. So that's going to be something going forward of Ignite. Uh, but Dave, I, I, I'm not going to talk all day. Over to you, my friend. Yeah, it's really nice to hear you say that, Michael, because that was my impression as you. Know, you were you were the big star, and you lived up to your billing. But Taylor James kind of stepped it up as well. Um, what other guys are you looking forward to facing on the UK scene in the coming months? Oh my gosh, that's the thing. Um, I've been really, I've been really been feeling positive about the scene in general. So there are people who have who've come up or people who have wrestled in the past that I want to wrestle again because I think they're completely different animals. Um, someone, I tell you, someone who I've not wrestled in a, I don't even think in any capacity, tag a scramble or rumble. And that's uh, Charles Crowley. Charles Crowley is a guy that you're seeing his name pop up all the time. And, and uh, if, if, you're, if your name is popping up multiple times, then that means you're doing something right. And those are the kind of people I want to step in the ring with, those who, whose names are popping up all the time. I'm seeing a guy, there's a kid called uh, George, George Lydon. Yeah. I think he's more up north. Um, I see a few things of his and I, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm impressed with him. And he's, I think he's stupidly young. So more from... Uh, I'm happy to step in the ring with him one day as well. I'm, I'm trying to think if I can think of a third. There's just so many, A, that I've that I've already wrestled that I'm down for rematches with, but in terms of new people, those would be the two that I think, okay, let's let's see, let's see if we can create in the ring together. Charles Crowley. Uh, I might have to speak to CJ after this and get that sorted out because that, that, that needs to happen. We love Charles Crowley on the show. He's now the Charles coming up. I know he didn't win at, at Buckle Up, but he, he got a big win against Nick Aldis the night before. Um, yeah. That was a great match as well. So I'm sure you two guys could do something pretty special when you step in the ring together. For sure. For sure. I have high hopes that that can be a thing that can happen for sure. He is now the two belt twat as well, apparently. Um, he, <laughs> <laughs> that's his words. Uh, not 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 mine. I, there's another guy that uh, worked wrestles for Ignite that you would probably. Well, he was in the main event. Uh, uh, Corey McRae. Of course, the, yeah, the, the Ignite champ. That makes that yes. that kind of like. I I do like belts as well. So yeah, he's a guy that like you know. You talk about guys that I've known I've known have been around for some time, around the same amount of time as myself, but they're really starting to show out even more and and improve to a different level. I think he's for sure one of them. So. By all means, if the stars align, that's another one. I'm, I'm really up for wrestling anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wrestled Chris Hatchett in the sake a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So, like, I'm really up for wrestling anyone and everyone, and, and I want to test myself against new people that I that maybe I don't even know what they're all about, as well as people who I'm seeing on the come up. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll be, there's a there's like you could throw a load of names. You know, even like someone like a Dan Maloney who just referred to he was at um, Epic Encounters. Uh, come out of with, with, with the Will Ospreay situation. Um, but let's talk Pro and let's talk Epic and Calder. So initially, congratulations for beating the Great Okan. Five years after the uh, the first encounter, uh, which wasn't really epic for you in a lot of ways, but m- a massive learning curve, that first one. Yeah, no, exactly. That was my Ref Pro debut. Yeah. Um, that was just kind of the beginnings of his undefeated, his five-year undefeated streak in Ref Pro. And it's one of those things where uh, opportunity, you know, that that was a big opportunity. And I, and if I was to give people examples, I, I do teach uh, a lot of wrestlers, and some of that is just applying advice and knowledge, and maximizing your minutes, maximizing your seconds is 
the most important thing I tell them to do with a match or moments. And you know, that was a that was a two-minute match, less than two-minute match, and in my rev pro debut. And I showed enough to be given another opportunity from that, and then to impress from that next opportunity to then be given loads more for it to snowball into this magical moment where it's like undefeated streak versus the one title I have left to win in the same building that I had my debut against the same opponent. It, it, you know, you can't, you can't write it, you know, because it wasn't, it wasn't the thing that was written. It was not a thing of like, you're going to debut here and then we're going to build him. And then five years later, you're going to be the one time to end it. That was not at all what the plan was, but it, it happened to be that nothing else made sense <laughs> other than for that to happen um on that faithful night so yeah it's it's i've always i feel very fortunate but at the same time it was it was very like a a, a signal of like a symbol of like all the hard work that i put in oh absolutely you've earned it michael yeah definitely I, that was my rev pro debut epic income i had never been yeah. uh and i'm going again uh my other half keeps trying to get me to go sunday um to the uh one at great portland street uh and they have just announced uh there was a match. There was an oh Dan Maloney's fight on on the card. Yeah, that's Zach Knight. Yeah, against Zach Knight. Yeah, um, we've had Zach on the show uh, before. Uh, so it was, it was. She keeps trying. She's like she's really tempted to go. She, I think she's trying to get me to say, "Come on, let's go." But um, we'll 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 see what happens, and we may end up going. But we're definitely going to uh, another one of the other shows. But we love the York Hall Bethnal Green. It totally blew us away, considering you know the way that that whole show had staged the pyro. It, it really felt like more than just a show, though. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it is. It is a destination event. It's a. It's a. It's probably like if you're a wrestler in the UK, that's the place you want to wrestle. Even if you do so many other big venues, and there are quite a few big venues and prominent venues, there's like a history behind your court, and there's something about the feeling you get when you wrestle there. There's the sound. It sounds different um, when you wrestle in that building. That like. It's not lost on me how fortunate that I am. I've been able to like not only wrestle there loads of times, but have great moments there. So, yeah, no, like your call is a place that I recommend. If you're if you're a traveling fan, I'm sure you would want to try and align your trip around the York Call Show. I recommend it because you don't want to you don't want to miss that atmosphere. I would also recommend sitting where I was sitting because I could hear the commentators behind me, and it made me look like I was watching it on TV but watching it live. So I had a sec. that part was amazing. Listen to Gio and, and co behind me talk. So it, I had the best of both worlds. So I, it was a, it was a fantastic place. I mean, one of the questions, fan questions from a big Rev Pro fan, Dave, the Mark, you may have met him before. somewhere on show. Which is your favorite venue to perform in, in the UK and why? Mm. Well, maybe, maybe I, maybe I answered it by saying you're cool, Bethany Green. It's, mm. it's, it's for that reason of there are a few independent wrestling venues where there are fans like above you. Most, if not all of the, the, the venues, you know, they're on the same, you know, not even the same level, but like on floor seating and you're kind of performing to them. But it just adds to the scale when you can look upwards and you can see just a sea of fans that you're performing in front of. And again, that the acoustics and the echo, I don't even know if it's, you can't call it an echo, but just, it's, it's designed for combat sports. So many boxing events have happened. Yeah. And as I've said, so many wrestling events before Repro existed have happened at York or Bethnal Green that like, I feel at first it was like a place I felt so nervous to perform in front of. And now it feels like a very comforting place to, to 
rest in front of the another place that I really enjoyed that we no longer uh, book there is the Cockpit Theatre, which was like the monthly London venue that RevPro would do. And I really loved the venue. Uh, not that, that it didn't have any air conditioning, because when it was hot, it was hot. But again, acoustics in a different way in the fact that it was such an intimate venue. I think you could only squeeze 200 people in maximum to this literal theatre. And everybody could, you could hear every noise, every strike, every like pant of breath, the, the crowd were with you. And you could have more like intimate performances as a wrestler because of the, the fans being that close and because of the, the way the atmosphere was, was brought on by, by the venue being the way it was. So I think it would be those two, York Hall and the Cockpit Theatre. You could certainly uh, hear the, the acoustics from the chops. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> I was wincing with so many of them. Um, I'm going to add to that question by saying, now do the same, but for the US. What arena in the US would you like? It's generally, this. we do get the same answer, but, but we... Uh, yeah, so that do that I've wrestled in. Um, oh no, no you'd love to wrestle. This is a this is a. Oh, if you could choose a, a if someone tomorrow says, Michael, we can fly in America, you can wrestle in any arena that you want. Where's it going to be? It's got to be Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh-huh. Be, be right up there, and then probably Madison Square Garden. That's like, the one. That's the one. Obviously, <laughs> that one everyone says. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's a small like um, honorable mention to Reseda, which was the the original home of PWG. Um, like just because I've heard nothing but like bad things about the actual building in terms of again, it's like it's a it's a sweat, it's just a sauna in there. Um, it's a sweat box, but I've seen so many clips and moments that I don't even care if I'd be suffering in there. It's it's about what has happened in those buildings that make them special, that makes Madison Square Garden special, that makes uh, the Hammerstein Ballroom special. That I, That's why I'd want to do the Cedar as well. Yeah, but it's, it's been demolished, so it's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Michael, what are your kind of... The UK scene at the minute is absolutely on fire. I mean, wrestling in general, not just in the UK, in the States, Japan, it seems a, a, a real boom period at the minute. Uh, what are your hopes for the UK scene moving forward? And the easy answer is that for it to continue growing, I, I really want it to be a thing where, you know, a lot of people talk about the the good old days of British wrestling, the, the boom, which was, you know, before the pandemic, um, it was it was already dwindling down, I'd say, before the pandemic actually hit. So maybe 2019, it was on a downturn, which ironically was might come up. Um, but there was this period where it was just, you could just slap wrestling on a, I say on a poster, you could just make a, a Twitter account and say, hey, there's going to be wrestling in this part of the UK and you could guarantee hundreds of people would flock to it. Um, and some of the best wrestlers in the world were coming to the UK to be part of it. And some of the best wrestlers in the world were from the UK full stop. So so if there's anything that I'd like is just for that same, that same energy to be fully brought back. It's definitely in a stable state right now. We rebuilt it, I think, successfully, in my opinion. But I want it to be that thing where it's even more, we do get inputs, but even more inputs are coming. And then they're like, oh, I need to get to UK. I need that. I need, if that's what I want back. And I want it to be a thing where the wrestlers from here are regarded as some of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, I think a lot of it is just down to getting a spotlight on some of these guys and, and 
that's coming. That's that's starting to happen. You're starting to see a few of us branch out more in to go to the US, to go to Japan. But I think uh, that's all I want is want to continue to grow and to get as big as it can get, to get even bigger than the so-called boom, and for us to just for us to just remain healthy for the next generation. Awesome. Yeah. In regards to yourself, Michael, I know this is a difficult question to answer because if you were offered an opportunity and it was a great opportunity with whichever company, you know, you'd be obviously tempted to take it. But is there a company or a career path for you? Do you want to stay on the independence doing what you're doing? Because you seem like you're enjoying it and you're at the top of the game, particularly, you know, in the UK. Um, Or do you strive to kind of go into an NXT approach or is it Japan? You know, is there, is there something for you that, you know, stands out more than any of the others when it comes to those options? Um, I think there's different reasons for all of them. I mean, the main yeah. thing that I would try, let's just say there was like a, a, an opportunity that I'd be, I'd be fortunate if there was an opportunity where like all these different places offer me something at the same time. Yeah. Um, the advice that I've been told would be to, to follow the, the numbers, not the letters. Don't be a mark for the letters, be a mark for the numbers. So whoever's offering them me the most is where I should go. Um, but, but that's kind of what my goal is really in general. I can't say for sure I want to go right here and that's it. That's the answer. Um, yeah, sure. I'd like to wrestle at WrestleMania. Um, but also, um, NW is is hot, as hot as hell as a promotion. And, and also I, I, I look at their schedule and I think of oh man imagine a life where you're not it's not six days a week and it's maybe like two or three days a week I can see that just in terms of like normal life being very appealing but then I definitely want to touch Japan like no matter where I go I want to make sure that I touch Japan before I I have like a final stop let's just say my final stop is WWE I want to make sure that I've been to Japan I want to make sure I've had a little trip of Mexico so um if if that's if that's the option, it'll be like the, the answer really is I want to make like a really, really super, super comfortable living wrestling. If there's a way in the future where it's like, oh, I don't even need to sign a contract for that to be the case, then I'd be considering that. But until then, I've got to look for that contract and it just depends. It, just, it really just depends on like uh, who offers me yeah. the best well, That's deal. a great yeah. answer. Thank you, Michael. That is, that is a great answer. We've got another fan question now. They haven't specified this, so that this may be a bit of a difficult question. So Matt Connolly from the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast said, me and the rest of the podcast were at your debut match. Do you have any memories of it? So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this was your debut match, not your debut for Rev Pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was, my debut match would have been 2017, June. That was five months after I started training. It was for progress. And... Um, it was, uh, I was in a tag team. I was in a tag team with Big seven T foot Justice. giant called Big T Justice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, like poof, the memories were, one of my first memories is I remember like having a full on, a full on uh, breakdown when I arrived at the venue. It was at the Dome in Tuffman Park and I had a full on breakdown out of, out of happiness and nerves because I was just like, this is my dream. I'm not saying anything that any other wrestler has said before, but like this is legitimately my childhood dream to to be a wrestler. And I'm about to, today is the day that I'm going to actually have a wrestling match. And I felt that I put a lot of intense work into it, even though it came in such a short period of time, but I just was getting really emotional about it. And uh, I had to be like calmed down by the wrestlers that saw me as I entered the building. Um, But I, I remember 
being so like ready to impress. That was one of the things I remember because uh, again, another thing I tell people with independent wrestling is that you have to take initiative yourself because you're not being paid tens of thousands or hundred thousands or maybe even millions. You're not being paid this money where people are investing in creating you into a product. You are your own product. And so with that debut, I made sure to ask myself on my own, you know, merit to do a promo. I wanted to walk out and I wanted to do a promo. And um, I made sure to like get over my finish in the match and like just make sure that I was there for everything and every part of the match. There's a tag team match as well. Um, there, are, there are like, I feel fortunate that it was a tag match because then I got to kind of hide some of my, my weak points. Again, it's my first match, so I'm not perfect. But I got to hide behind three other people um and like but, but by being able to do a promo to start before the match to then have that dynamic of me and big t and then pick up the victory of the half crab um it left a lot of people thinking about me and remembering who i was so in terms of like the memories it's just like it couldn't have gone better in terms of a first match yeah i can nitpick but in terms of actually uh, look at where i am today if I go from step one and match number one being step one, the debut couldn't have gone better. Brilliant. Right. Michael, I've, I've got to say that, uh, bear with me, I will get to a question. Um, I'm getting married in uh, about 18 months' time, and we've started to look at the stag do, right? And we looked at the Jericho Rock and Rager cruise, and I thought, what an epic stag do stroke bachelor party that would be. Babe, sorry so, to interrupt. Am I invited for that? Oh, you might be. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Might we'll see. <laughs> no, but I was, so I was looking at the poster for next next year and obviously saw your name on it. Uh, how did that come about for you and how excited are you to be wrestling and going on the Jericho cruise? So, I mean, the, the long, the short answer is I got an email. <laughs> I, I got an email. I wish I got Jer- a kind of emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jericho messaged me and said, look out for an email from like this agent, like an agency. And I was like, I didn't know what to think of it. I thought it was going to be like a, a spam thing. I thought his message was spamming me, being like, what email? He didn't respond when I said, what are you talking about? Then I got the email and come through and I was like, wow, this is actually happening. This is, this is, <laughs> this year, just this so funny, so surreal. And, and obviously that, that came about from creating that connection with Jericho when we wrestled earlier this year at, at Bola. But um, yeah, no, I, that's that's kind of how it came about. I, I just, the, the cruise is something that I always wanted to, I looked at me like that does look like a lot of fun. And funnily enough, funny enough, my girlfriend Amira, she wanted, she was considering getting me for a, a birthday present, me going to the Jericho cruise. I think that was last year. That was an idea she had. And I said, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if what I dreamed of was to just spectate and be a part of the cruise. I think I wanted to wrestle the cruise. And then lo and behold, here comes an email and here, here's my name and here's my graphic being announced for the 2024 Jericho Cruise. So um, it's re- it's, I'm really excited for it. It sounds like we're going to be like um, super, super like, like looked after and we get to just relax. And I'll get to wrestle, of course. But I mean, again, January... January has been like a really cool year in my career, nearly every year. And like, that's, that's when I did Bola this year. I wrestled with Osprey the year before. And that was when I started wrestling as well. So I've got that as like an anniversary being January. So the fact that I've already got 
something on January 2024 to be like, all right, we keep going up, we keep going up. It's really yeah. exciting. It's really cool. Awesome. What was it like wrestling, Jericho? Was it a six-man, wasn't it? Was it a six-man? It was like a 10-man or man, eight like, man. What was it like yeah. getting in there with, with, with Chris Jericho? Someone he's just legendary stage, and you see the name and you, and you see your 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 sort of screen print one side or your face one side, and on the other side you've got someone that's been in the business 30 odd years and he's such a well-known name. What was it like getting in the ring with Jericho? I mean, so anyone who knows me knows that there's two people. It's the rock and it's Chris Jericho. You know, I see it. It's on the logo of your, of your T-shirt. You know, it's Jericho and the Wolves got the Wolves Jericho one. Yeah. The Rock yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. The, the, those are my two guys and that's it. Um, so to wake up that morning and not even know that I was going to be wrestling him was crazy. I'd already, the day prior, um, I'd been knocked out in the first round of Bola in a match with Takeshita, but oh. the match the match couldn't have gone any better. And I was, so I was on such a high already from day one. That was like, our day two is just a bonus. I don't care what I'm doing. I, I was told I was in a tag. That was all I was told. I was in, I was in a big like multi-person tag. I was like, cool. We get to mess around and have fun. I don't know who's in it, but don't worry. I'm on a high. I'm just going to have fun day two. So to get to the venue and still not know who I'm wrestling is still crazy. Then you, you get on a bus and then there's the entire Jericho Appreciation Society and that's who you're wrestling. It's like, oh. Hmm, that's 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 cool isn't it that's of course that's happening um <laughs> but uh but again like jericho being like one of my one of my my idols in wrestling um i had in my head you know kind of dreams or like, like of how a match between him, him and i would go like kind of things that we might do in the match and we actually got to do them we actually were doing them in a ring in front of people and the crowd losing their mind for each and every bit um it, it was like the weirdest thing was how I wasn't really nervous and the weirdest thing was how well I was nervous um up until he actually got in the ring during his entrance because then I was like oh yeah he's he's a wrestler like every ever wrestler I've wrestled and we're going to have do some spots like other wrestlers do and that was kind of the craziest thing about it um but I, I did enough. I think everybody did enough to impress. And then he put me, he got me on his podcast, Talk is Jericho. And, yeah. you know, we've we hit it off since then. Amazing. Let's finish off with Copper Box. Um, obviously, uh, Trent's run away with your belt. Um, he uh, sure. scarpered pretty quickly out of Bethnal Green. Um, let's, 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 finish, let's, let's finish up with you giving Trent a piece of your mind ahead of that match. Uh, it's before, <laughs> at the end of the month. Go ahead, man. I, I I think I've said I've nearly said everything I need to say. The main the main thing is is that I worked so hard to get that title. I had to go tick every box and and achieve everything in Rev Pro to finally get the heavyweight title. It's the Grand Slam, the first ever Grand Slam, and to only hold it for probably two minutes maximum before it's out of my hand and it's gone again, it's just like, oh, so the, so the story always continues. Um, he probably wanted to hold it because he knew that like he wasn't going to win it and he's never going to win it. So this is his best chance of just being getting to feel like a champion. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. But he's going to have to meet me at the Copper Box. And if that's, if that's what he wanted, he's, well done. He's got it. He's got the match. Um, he's got the belt physically, but nobody sees him as the actual champ. And, you know, 
It's August 26th, right? That's that's what I'm going to take it. I'm going to take yeah. it in front of a record RevPro audience. I think we've we've really broken the attendance record for any RevPro show ever. Yeah. Um, close to 3,000. I'm sure we're going to get even a few thousand more. I'm, I'm nearly certain of that. So on that big stage where he's... Yeah, no, I know he's done big numbers and, and wrestling from the big crowds, but... You know, those are the heydays. Those are with his mates, British Strong Style, which they've left him and he's on his own now. And to fend for himself, I don't think he can. No. So I'm taking the title back. Yeah, totally. uh, what a match and what a show that's going to be the night before we're all in. Yeah, the night before we're in. August 26th, and now we play, right? Absolutely. Now Absolutely. We now we Michael, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you uh, today. Um, we thank you so much and we look forward to, well, we wish you every success and we look forward to coming to see more shows of you very soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, come down. I hope to see you guys um, if you're able to make it at the Copper Box for that show. Um, and anyone who's listening as well, revolutionprowrestling.com, get those tickets. Come be a part of history. Um, I'm, I'm certain that after that weekend, people will be wondering, hmm, maybe the Rough Pro show might have been the best show I've seen all weekend. That's that's my that's my gamble. That's my bet. Hey, awesome. There, there he goes. Guys, this has been the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. He has been Dave Robertson. That has been Michael Oku. I have been your host, Adam Cousins. Until next time, everybody, buckle down, stay safe. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast. Make sure you go and check us out on all social media. Twitter, you can find us at HTT Buckle. Facebook, just search the Hitting the Turnbuckle podcast.